everyone. This is your one and only source, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're talking about Gossip Girl season one, episode 10, Final Cancellation. Olivia, this is a movie that you've heard of. <laughs> it is. I've actually seen a couple Final Destination movies. I have not. <laughs> really? I can't imagine that for you. <laughs> no, but I, this is like the batch of episodes that I feel like we're the most familiar with, like the movies that they're they're based off of, the titles at least. Yeah, I I have definitely. I mean, I I was actually kind of surprised to see Final Destination as as, uh, as something that they were referencing, but. Yeah, right. it's it doesn't seem to match, but you know, it's it's an iconic uh, movie, and there's there's only so much you can do with cancellation. Maybe I don't know. Right, very true. So yes, um, the director of this one is Craig Johnson, and it was written by Ryan Cohn. Cohn, Cohen, not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, but the fun fact that I really liked was that he was Josh Safran's assistant on soundtrack. Um, I know I saw a tweet from Josh Afrin saying like I love to promote and I was like that is so nice and it's it's great to actually like see it come through you know right, I like to right. actually see it yeah so, I, I like that it's it's very Darren Karp and uh uh Andy Cohen but sure you, you know I know what that means yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway <laughs> anyway um we're going in kind of a weird order here there's truly like no real rhyme or reason uh, I wanted to get the teachers stuff out of the way at first then we jump into the meat of it which is Julian and Zoya and all of the cancellation uh, stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then we jump into Aki Audrey and Max and and getting through all of their stuff god what a time um and then we do, we have a, some good updates on that prediction list, Olivia. It was a, it was a good week to be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially without the double points. I'm, uh, I'm not doing. I mean, I can give you a point for that, Olivia Rodrigo. Well, we'll get there. But I, okay. I mean, I would win without it. So you can have it. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay. Do you want to yeah. start or should I? Uh, you can go ahead and start. Okay. So. Uh, Kate checks Gossip Girl and she's very concerned about hashtag cancel the Callaways. That's sort of where we la last left off here. Um, Kate and Jordan discuss the Gossip Girl issue at Ralph's, which is the same coffee shop where Audrey and Aki went in that other episode where, you know, they were like hooking up with Jameson and that other guy. What was his name? Rex. Rex was his name. How mm -hmm. could I forget? <laughs> And they're just trying to figure out how to stop Scott. Like Scott is a tyrant and um, he needs to be stopped. That's the goal. Right. And and Scott, like, as we'll definitely see, really has no idea what Gossip Girl is, is supposed to. Like, he's just like, mm -hmm. how can I better my sports ball teams? Like, cool. Cool, Scott. This And I don't know what... Uh, the other teachers minus Jordan and Kate really they're all like very behind him and it doesn't make sense to me but I digress it doesn't either like it just really they need to have some some better judgment here when it comes to bringing in the other teachers I just I don't know when we like I don't know how we got here and I'm annoyed that it happened a hundred percent the bringing in the other teachers was like who knew it would be such a terrible idea in the first six episodes me 
Probably. I mean, <laughs> we knew it would be a bad idea to just give anybody info, like the login info. Like the more people involved in the heist, the worse off it usually goes. Mm-hmm. But let's, but especially these people that you apparently don't know that well and yeah. are monsters themselves. It also contributes to one thing that like I, I feel like I would like to to track is just the number of people that we have in in this cast. Uh, I get that it's the city of New York and it's there's so many people there, but like we at a certain point, like please just stick to what we have. <laughs> like we have so many people. Yeah, and people that stick around for a few episodes too. Yeah. Um yeah, we're yeah, tracking we also a lot have people of people that leave. So yeah, thank God. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Person that leaves. Um, so Kate shows up to the basketball game uh, with Jordan. She it's plans- a bas- I, I'm sorry. I did a really bad job in these notes. So it's a basketball game against Constance and like whatever the hell the school is that Scott teaches at. Yeah. Scott's the basketball coach. So Kate shows up at the game. Right. So he probably right. teaches like remedial social studies or something like that on driver's remedial. ed. Is this Hogwarts? <laughs> He teaches driver's ed also in New York City. Driver's ed in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He teaches how to how to hail a cab. Um, I don't think he's teaching the what was it like the confluence of of race and ethnicity or something like that. Like mm-hmm. these, I'm like, oh my god, these are schools. which is a class I did not take until senior year of college. So right, I, I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like they're lucky, and we're lucky if a, if a college offers those sorts of classes. Yeah, um, I, something tells me that like Scott's not teaching classics. No, certainly, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Driver's ed. Uh, so Kate plans to flirt with Scott to get him to lighten up on Julian. Um, she asks him out for drinks, and it seems like it works. Scott and Kate go on their date at a sports bar with the number 10 best wings in the city. Um, Scott admits that there might be some feelings still there, and Kate is horrified to see Jordan a few tables away. She asks Jordan if he followed her, but Jordan is there to do the same thing with Tati, uh, which... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good luck everyone like we, you just know that like none of this is ever gonna go well but you do assume like it's gonna go better for Kate than it will for Jordan totally and I just love how she's like he's like I I was here on my own and she's like yeah this totally seems like your neighborhood bar no well we learn later why that happened right right yeah. they think uh, they're so smart <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kate Keller serving Ducky from Land Before Time in that bun. Like, that was really the vibe that I was getting. It's the voice, too. Yeah, maybe, but I think it's specifically, like, there's something, there's something about the bun that I didn't really see it before, but now I do. Ducky has, like, a horn on the top. What's <laughs> so, the button? So it, I see when I read that note, I'm like, oh my god, that's who she is. She's like the human, like incarn incarnation, incarnation, whatever. She's like the human version of Ducky from Land Before Time. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, and my only note is Scott is a freaking monster, and he and Kate are just so awkward together. Um, I think like Tati and Jordan definitely are too, but um. And in like a very different way. Uh, mm-hmm. I do love that Scott says tots and Georgior. <laughs> <laughs> like a shiver just went down my spine. <laughs> like Scott's just the worst in he, every he way. Really, who invited him? You know, like who 
Ow. Right. I feel like Kate needs to have like a monologue where she like regrets ever inviting Scott into this fold. Like just because mm-hmm. you hook up with somebody who's a teacher at another school does not mean you trust them to be in your circle of secrecy. Yeah, no. I just like you can't bring you just can't bring anyone into this. Like really, I think she's learned that lesson, but it's all it's <laughs> just like the decision it's spiraling. It's not good. Um, so the teachers all keep arguing at the bar over like what they should do with the account, whatever. Scott has no intention of going Kate's way, um, which is to like lighten up on Julian and try and be a little nicer to everyone involved. And then he and the other teacher whose name I really didn't get, but I guess it's Tati. Like now I know Tati. Um, they want to hold Julian's feet to the fire. And then Kate pivots and she says, you know what, I think this will be easier if it's just a one-on-one situation here. That's what it was supposed to be originally. Um, so she tries to get Scott to go home with her. And then uh, that's that's really her her last hope. Um, desperate times truly call for desperate measures. Loved, love George Orr saying, uh, well, you could at least pretend like you're into this a little bit. <laughs> Which, like, Scott doesn't care. That's the thing. It's like, that's how gross he is. It's like, Scott doesn't fucking care if she's into it or not. Like, clearly, because she has been so standoffish the entire night. And, like, Mm -hmm. he's like, cool, let's go. Sounds good. I think the thing to me, I don't think it's necessarily that he doesn't care. I think it's that the thought never crosses his mind that she wouldn't be into it. Right. Right. And... Oh, yeah, it's, God, he's just the fight. And, like, Tati's the worst, too. And I think, like, she's awful, but it seems like she has some, like, real, like, vengeance. Like, she's, she's channeling, she's projecting something onto, like, Julian, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, Tati has been wronged by bitches like Julian in the past, and she's just, like, now these children need to be held responsible for my pain or something along those lines where like Scott just like doesn't give a shit like Scott's just like this is I'm this is fun it's funny yeah he does I will say he does kind of have a point when he's talking about how uh people follow accounts that verify their own opinions like they aren't likely Mm -hmm. to follow accounts that they think will challenge them um and it's the points were made you know like I will I will give him that I think he's right right Um, but I don't think that he's right on like the punishment or like holding the feet to the fire like I just don't think that that's their job right and I think that's kind of I I was that where I started deviating was where he was like we're not here to just report the news I'm like yeah but that's like exactly what a blind account with no verification is kind of supposed to do is post the blind and like walk away you know like you don't get when you post a blind you're not supposed to like put your personal feelings in on it because there's no verification mm-hmm. to it you know like if you don't yeah, have also, any any like confirmation you can't really have an opinion mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not fully blind and also like it's not demois like they're not just posting screenshots of dms right. that they're getting like there is an editorial spin to it and like right there's a narrative the gossip girl is trying to craft there's not a narrative that demois is trying to craft yeah and i think that's like where 
I think that's where, like, I don't, I wouldn't like something like Gossip Girl. It's because it, mm -hmm. it got, even, like, Kate's Gossip Girl is very editorialized. And it's like, I don't, oh, no. Especially. Like, you don't get to, you don't get, you don't get to say that these kids are better than they are. They don't, you don't, you know, like, you don't get to tear down certain kids that you just have decided you don't like because you, you know. And what she's trying to do for Julian, I think, is noble and correct. But mm -hmm. I don't think she's the one who get. you're not, you don't get to decide any more than Scott does, which is, I think, Scott's point. Yeah. Scott's just yeah. like burn everybody to the ground where I don't know that that's the best. That's certainly mm -hmm. not a great idea either. Yeah. And I think it's also like, we can't just blame Scott for everything. Like Kate is mm -hmm. responsible for bringing this guy in and like not giving him the same, I don't know, the same, like not holding his feet to the fire. Right. Right. Or also like not vetting him before you brought him in. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have all these problems if you hadn't allowed Scott, Tati, and later Susan to all join this, mm -hmm. this, this thing with you. Yeah. This thing. Cause God yeah. knows what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The and it's like, and as, as you pointed out, it's like, this is like vigilanteism. Like this is basically mm -hmm. like all of them, what, because their ideas of who's the problem is different. They're all trying to be vigilantes and, and fight crime through gossip girl. And like, that's none of you, it's none of your business to like mm -hmm. punish these kids, you know? And I think later down the road, we get another take on that through uh, Monet's mom. But, um, that's also you know like there's there's so many sides to that that is one benefit to having all these random ass characters is you get to see a lot of takes on this whole situation mm -hmm. i do think that there is an argument that could be made and remind me to talk about this when we get to episode 12 gossip girl is all monet's fault it is all the dahan family's fault Oh, okay. I'm excited to hear this. Because the, in, okay, we'll get there. But it's like, it's all Monet's fault. <laughs> Dang! Because the Dahan family sucks. Um, okay, so I know that's the other thing we forgot to say was like the, we find out that Jordan and Tati only ended up at this bar because Tati told Jordan to go here because she knew that this is the one that Scott frequents and she mm -hmm. wanted to meet up with Scott. Right. So, I kind of was thinking that she knew like she was talking to scott and scott was like i'm gonna meet up with kate later and oh, tati's like no there's like tati's mm -hmm. like i'm not fucking stupid i know what's going on here so i'm gonna be here come hell or high water mm -hmm. that's true but um poor jordan you know he's great i, I feel bad for him <laughs> i can't wait for season two when george or falls in love yeah do we i don't think, know with like, who i don't know with who but it's gonna be with somebody that's not kate I don't know. You know who I could see actually, and this might be like a weird hot take. I could kind of see Jordan and Lola. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> I think Lola wants that fame and notoriety and like yeah. wouldn't get the whole gossip girl thing. Like there's what about... I don't think Lola comes into got comes into the information of Gossip Girl and doesn't like blow that shit up immediately. Mm -hmm. What about Jordan and Gideon? I mean, I love anybody with Gideon. <laughs> I could see Gideon's probably the only person who knows his name. <laughs> this whole show. So that's very true. So um, yeah. yeah, maybe or like or Roy, but I I think Gideon no. and Jordan would would work better. But yeah, certainly not Kiki. There's no way Jordan well, George Roy could not handle Kiki. 
Yeah, we'll get into season two predictions. I think we're putting cart in front of the horse. Anyway, uh, this is to presume that Jordan is still alive at the end of these 12 episodes. (laughs) I mean, nobody (laughs) dies. Spoiler. Nobody dies. Jesus, give it all away. Um, unfortunately, it goes against my prediction, but nobody died. Uh, Kate brings Scott home and turns on the charm. Kate and Scott make out on the couch and Kate sends him to the bedroom so she can take a call from Jordan. And they decide that this one post is worth maybe losing Gossip Girl forever. Like this just didn't make any sense to me. So Jordan gets her into the Gossip Girl account on Scott's phone and she posts the Gossip Girl was wrong, paving the way for a Julian comeback. Uh, this just didn't it didn't make any sense to me to like post from his phone like just log him out just that unlock my yourself thing and is, log him out why instead of convincing these people that they don't want a piece of gossip girl anymore why not just take it the fuck away from them like i guess because wh- then they could like tell they could tell people it was you yeah but then you can drag their ass down with you like you're all kind of in the yeah. same boat whether they're involved or not mm-hmm. like i Instead of like trying to make this like a whole thing of like, oh, you don't really want God, like, let me, because then they kind of start shoehorning people out of it, like with Scott later, like they, and Tati, it, like all of them, they kind of like blackmail them out in, um, in the next episode. But I don't understand why instead of doing that or trying to convince them to change, you mm-hmm. don't need, like, you've, see the air of your ways, get these people out change the password kind of the same way with rafa why are we worrying about like just take away their access you know this is totally it's like if i'm thinking about it as even if it was like my personal instagram i'd be like okay no 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 one else is getting in here this is mine i started Mm -hmm. this get them out you know because presumably like it's all linked to one email account that like i don't think they have access to that email account so change the password from the email account and like just move on like i just i get them yeah and and then scott saying i thought you liked me like shut up scott (laughs) quit trying to use that bullshit like this isn't the fucking titanic like you're not in a rom-com like no you don't get to be a dirt bag and then be like i really thought you liked me i can't believe this like that's like it's so on brand for him anyway when she tells scott about what she did because like she goes in and blah 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 and uh scott says that both he and gossip girl are gone forever oh my god single tear tiniest violin like get out of here right i hope you're gone forever see you never right yeah like anyway. again shut up scott like shut up i just i oh god okay that's all we have for the teachers that's like what that's that's how they progress so let's get into the meat of it all now here we are um julian and zoya yes julian zoya so julian walks up to zoya's house and checks uh checks gossip girl meanwhile nick is looking for an apartment to move to once they get kicked out of their current uh house apartment thanks luna (laughs) um as a refresher this is their grandmother's rent controlled apartment and luna told the super that they were living there without the grandma he thinks that they can afford it because he is getting more billable hours at work davis and lola go on cnn because apparently that's the only place anyone can do an interview (laughs) these days it just seemed weird that it happened twice does hbo own cnn like no that's definitely not i was gonna say i'm like are they they like in the same same, like like, network yeah like you read. Let me Google. Okay. So um, Davis continues to, to deny the allegations. Lola is there as his fiance, who supports and believes him. Believes him. Um, and they are talking about Julian trying to silence the accuser in the CNN interview. This whole story has gone very wide. So 
Ding, ding, ding. We have oh. a winner. Okay. Both of them are owned by Warner Media. Okay. Everything is owned by like two or three media Disney companies. or so, Warner. Yes, HBO <laughs> yeah. is owned by Warner Media. Okay. CNN is owned by Turner Media, which is owned by Warner Media, I think. Yeah. Okay. So this all makes much more sense. Yes. Um, what a whole world. Sorry, let me go back to the notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, they call her Ghislaine Calloway, and that's almost as good as me calling him Davis Crosby. Cosby. Not Crosby. Oh, my God. Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't think, like, again, I think that's, like, so harsh to put on a 17-year-old because, like, also. No, it definitely is. Like. Because, like, she's, she's, I just, like, do. Uh, it's not like she would, giving, like, be there when this stuff was. Right. Well, and it's, like, it's not like she would be there while this was happening, you know? Like, he's a music producer and these are all happening with, like, clients or people that he's working with or collaborating with. Like, why happening. would his daughter, his child be there? It was also happening in 2014. Like, Julian right. was busy partying it up with Miley. With Miley on the banger <laughs> when store. When she was 10 years old. Right. As a true baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I do think there is part of it. Like, Julian was already apparently well-known at that point. Like, she was doing red carpet interviews, they've said. Like, and she was a cute kid. Because remember, like, Lola was like, oh, I've been following you ever since you were a little kid. And... Um, I think there might be something to that, that like these women feel more comfortable with him because they know that he's like a family a dad. man. And he like yeah. has a daughter and stuff. And like, he's not divorced. He's like a widower technically. Right. Like all right. of these different things that kind of contribute to people maybe feeling more positively about him. So I- Well, and like his whole thing that like, it seems very public that his sobriety is super important to him and- you know, he definitely puts on, he is very, like, kind-facing, for sure. Like, he puts on a good image, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for someone, like, in the music industry. No offense to the music industry, but, like, not notoriously, like. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, like, necessary offense. I mean, the mm-hmm. music yeah. industry is not known for being, like, a loving and supporting place. No, not generally. No, no, no. Um, so, Obi and Aki are, like, athletes, I guess. I don't know. Obi's trying to figure out how to support Julian, but she has bigger problems. Uh, Julian shows up back at school and she's still being canceled. Even her stands have turned on her. So Luna and Monet advise Julian on how to recover. And essentially like the gist of it all is just like be relatable and delete some pictures. So um, that's how you remember that like these are high schoolers and not like PR representatives. Right. Um, street eat was a was a term that was used and not not like sweet greens, as though like sweet greens has like it's is street food. Um, but full falafel. But then it is. <laughs> right. But like yeah, think which is a weird thing to advise her when in the first batch of episodes of the season they were advising Zoya not to do that. And like Zoya was getting like dragged through the mud because Obi Bergman's girlfriend should not be like eating pizza on the street. Right. And like street food in I mean, they're like, get a falafel. And I'm like, I just think of like a hot dog. Like I don't really want to see like is yeah, it that relatable? Was- because like I feel like most of the people who are street eating in I don't know. I don't I've never lived in New York City, but like I would never eat off of a cart in Los Angeles when I lived there. But 
I no, mean, I think in, in New York, it's a little bit more um, normalized. But yeah, oh God, I would like uh, kill for some like halal guys right now. But that's just a personal thing. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Luna tells her to borrow a dog and like walk it or whatever. So, you know, <laughs> things you do with a dog. What else? <laughs> I don't know don't what you would do. One of like Monet's poodles that are like the most beautiful, like well taken care of. Like she needs to go volunteer and like get a stray. Right, walk like shelter. she needs to like take on like a dog walking job from a shelter for like a day and just like mm-hmm. walk like a herd of animals around. Yeah, like that picture of Daniel Radcliffe. Do you remember that when he was like walking all the dogs and then you find out that it was a fake trailer for a fake movie and like train wreck or something? Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> so yes. Crazy. Um, yeah, I could, okay. I'm just gonna take this. If, uh, oh God! I feel like Obi would have a dog for sure, and I feel like Obi would. It, it pains me to say it, but I feel like Obi of all of them would definitely have a bulldog. As a bulldog owner, I feel like Obi seems sure. like a bulldog owner. That checks out to me with Obi. It does not check out to me with Helena when she was like, "Oh, we can't get the floors wet." True. True. The tile floors, the like marble floors, wood, like whatever they yeah. were ridiculous right um, true but like yeah. they're never there they wouldn't know she would be drops three grand on a freaking bulldog and nobody ever knows about it. only three <laughs> i mean whatever i don't know what bulldogs go for in new york city but <laughs> yeah without um, shipping <laughs> i think yeah but he would be like oh yeah i paid three thousand dollars for this rescue bulldog right i rescue wink, yeah wink. like I, he would right. just do it but like it has four legs in both eyes still ob so <laughs> Um, speaking of four legs, seeing Obi play basketball feels like the most unnatural thing ever. Like he looks like a newborn baby deer. Aki's not much better. Like he's def- he's no. clearly more athletic, but like basketball is not the sport I'm putting them in. Like maybe like maybe lacrosse, but like well, they did cross country in the right. first six episodes, which does like I don't know make a little bit more sense. Right. I feel like I guess basketball and cross country are kind of like relatable sports because it's just so much running right but so it's like lacrosse lacrosse is like soccer for rich people yeah i see them as like soccer boys you know yeah like they're these these are soccer dudes basketball is not the the vibe but i guess in the middle of winter they had to pick a winter sport which i i think Mm -hmm. basketball is probably the only one yeah i guess um but i also think uh i feel like aki wouldn't be able to do all of his like skating things Mm -hmm. i feel like there's Maybe it was just at my school, but I feel like some people were like, oh, yeah, I can't, you know, skateboard because I'll break my arm and my coach will get mad at me, you know? I feel like that you was had, You had people at your school who had skateboard coaches? No, because, like, oh, the their, opposite. their they football were coach players. wouldn't oh, let them, okay. wouldn't like, let them do skateboard. the risky activities. Oh, okay, I thought you meant, like, he was, like, a professional skateboarder and his no, skateboard coach God, no. wouldn't. I'm like, what? <laughs> she was like, what the hell is going like, on at high schools in California? Have, like, did you have a skateboard team? Like, <laughs> no, but that would be sick. Like, that's what Aki should start. I mean, like, you know, they have like surf teams. Shit, if they can have water polo teams in high school, they can have a freaking like surf team or a skate team. Like, that seems to make sense. We definitely didn't have uh, a surf team at, at my high school. We had like water polo and stuff, but I feel like that's normal. Yeah, it's very Lizzie McGuire, uh, Ethan yeah. Kraft. And then oh my God, I cannot believe that say, name. You hear someone in the hallway say, where do they keep the horses for water polo? You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. The swimming horses in water polo. 
Yikes. It's polo with water guns. That's what it is, right? <laughs> There's no guns in polo. <laughs> I was trying to incorporate water into a regular polo match, though. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so where were we? The basketball game does feel like a little too close to a classroom. They've said that like they have a rule that they'll never go into a classroom. The basketball game like felt close to me. What? That's a rule? I don't rule? feel like we were ever, like it just feels too normal high school to me. Like, I don't feel like we were ever, did we ever go to like a sports game? I guess we had that practice when uh, Blair and Serena were playing. Like, Didn't they play field hockey? Sports. Yeah, field hockey. But that's the closest that we came. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I know we knew Nate played lacrosse. Also, technically, we have gone into a classroom. We just haven't been in a class setting. Yeah, who said that was, that's a Max thing? We're definitely in a classroom. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've, like, spent enough time in the teacher's lounge. What's the difference between that and a classroom? Well, I mean, what's the difference between, like, the fishbowl and a classroom? Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, what's wh- why can't we go in a classroom? I don't think that's... Uh, that's, like, a rule that, that Josh seems to have. Probably because none of these teachers actually know what the fuck they're teaching. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but Zoya gets called into the headmistress office. Uh, headmistress Burton tells her that she's going to lose her scholarship, but that someone else wants to give her one to replace it. Okay. Zoya preps for her scholarship interview. Um, a Julian Stan finds out about the deleted posts and Julian gets further canceled as you get, there are stages to cancellation, allegedly, mm-hmm. according to Monet and Luna, who move her to phase two. Um, she needs to have a distraction, so they come up with this idea for a party. Um, Which we've seen them do before. Right. They can, you know, when she they can make a party happen. Yeah. <laughs> they can make a party happen, like, in the drop of a hat. It's truly amazing. Um, a charity event that the proceeds are going to go to a legal fund for the accusers, and Audrey hates the idea, which I agree it sounds terrible yeah so at this point like we knew that um Aki or not Aki that Audrey and Max were gonna go to Eleanor and Cyrus's house so I was thinking because in the trailer it seemed like they were all out at that like summer house or I guess winter house duh because it's winter time so I was thinking like that scene from the trailer where they're at the house was in this episode because I knew that like Max and Audrey were going to a house. So it was like, maybe it's someone connected to the Eleanor and Cyrus camp because we need to get Julian and Zoya to that house too. And I was Mm -hmm. trying to think like, who's Jewish? Like, who could it possibly be? Thinking that maybe there was someone who was from that like old Constance crew that it could be. Like, what if like, imagine imagine if Chuck Bass sweeps in and is like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I'll take care of your new scholarship. I mean, I wasn't even... I certainly wasn't thinking that far ahead, but I was just like more stuck on I'm the always. fact that they are like going to return this donation that's already been made and paid. Like, mm-hmm. presumably, Zoya enters in August or September thinking her school is fully funded, her like tuition is fully funded. And then they tell her, like, before Christmas break or holiday break, that all of a sudden she now has to come up with $45,000 for next semester. Like, that's insane i don't feel like they're returning this donation because davis calloway is uh is getting canceled and i like definitely made the um 
the comparison between the Sacklers. Like, do we really think the Met, the Louvre, the Tate, and the Guggenheim are returning the Sacklers' money? No, they're just taking their name off of whatever walls and plaques that they had them on, and mm -hmm. they're not going to further accept donations. Like, you don't yeah. return donations. I'm sorry. And this school, even more so, is not returning anyone's money. Like, there is a no yeah, refund based, policy. Based on what we learn in, in future episodes um, right. about people very similar to the to the Sacklers, um, the, the school will is very stingy and will keep as much money as possible, but right. we'll get there. I think right. that that's, I mean, she should have, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there and, when we talk about episode and, 12. It's so yeah, hard. But, this, but even, this structure is so hard. It's so annoying. Even with, even with this situation, it's like, okay, so what's stopping if they're returning this money to Davis, why doesn't Davis just cut a check like, and basically mm -hmm. hand it to Zoya and be like, here's your tuition, you know? I think there's, like, a tax implication there. So it would end up being more money. He probably also, like, he doesn't have an income right now. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, it just didn't feel like it was, like, Davis was demanding this money back. It really felt more along the lines yeah, of, Yeah, no, like, they just didn't want to take they it. Were, yeah, they're not going to take it anymore. And it's like, okay, but let, but we have this other mysterious benefactor who's going to cover it for you. Like, we'll really? say I think the show I mean we'll get to who the benefactor ends up being very shortly but mm -hmm. um I think that they like telegraphed it being Jeremy O'Harris like well enough I think right I think it it fits and the way that he like talks about it and it, I think it definitely fits but I just like as soon as this was happening I'm like there's no fucking way that this happens in real life like they're not no, this school not. this school is not being like here's your $45,000 back <laughs> Davis we don't like you anymore and also by and to say that they're not accepting his donation why the hell is Julian still allowed to go to school there then you know like if they're yeah. so against davis calloway you would think that they're not going to accept his donation money you would think they wouldn't accept his tuition money for his daughter's tuition also maybe maybe you would think that but i don't know i think it's obviously we're thinking thing. like i don't very deep into this i am yeah, thinking we... <laughs> deep into this but yeah i would just like to make it known that this this is probably one of the least likely things that would happen yeah so the girls all uh, plan the party, which isn't going well. Again, this is probably the worst notes talk I've ever put together. I'm so sorry, everyone. Kiki comes home and Audrey convinces her to go to go to Eleanor's. What if we we don't know anything about that yet? Like I'm so sorry, guys. Like it's so unorganized. Uh, Julian and Zoya also fawn over the coral dress that she makes. So Julian decides to wear the Kiki dress to the party. Um, it's like an unreleased uh, Kiki Hope original, um, mm -hmm. Catherine Hope, if you will. After Zoya meets her new donor, Jeremy O'Harris at Dumbo Hall, because Jeremy O'Harris is the one who wants to give her a scholarship, um, they hit it off again, but then Zoya gets a call from Luna. They need a new venue for the party, so Zoya suggests Dumbo Hall, even though Dumbo Hall has mentioned that they have rescinded Julian's membership, whatever. Later, Obi brings Julian coffee and pizza and also dessert, and Julian's glad to have his support. She asks him to go to the party tonight with her as her date. Um, I will say that um, the Jeremy O'Harris thing, giving her the scholarship, actually weirdly makes sense to me. Like, he met Zoya, he was very impressed by Zoya, mm -hmm. and now Zoya's, like, the subject of this. Like, I just think that it makes sense to me that she is someone that he would be very interested in, like, supporting and bringing up. Right, and, like, the I am obviously, from our previous episodes, 
very unfamiliar with his work, um, but he is so lovely. Like, I love him. Like, and I think I definitely don't take back my uh, – the fact that this is completely implausible, but like I love that they can bring him in and like essentially put him in this uh, storyline because he's so cute and like those two together yeah. are so cute. I know he he makes Zoya just like so adorable, and mm-hmm. I don't something about them like it really makes you kind of remember how young she is, and I think yeah. it like brings Zoya back to like the what is she doing all of this for? Because if you remember from the right. pilot, like the part of it was like to befriend Julian and all of that. But like another part of that is because she wants to go to Yale drama and she wants to be right. a playwright. And like you have exactly. to bring that he, like, motivation brings that back. Artistic. Yeah. Like he definitely like reminds us that she's like an artist and that this is, mm-hmm. that this is, there's a reason why she's here and that there's that her going to this school while it because personally the whole time I'm like this doesn't it, like when she said I think she says in this episode she's like it just doesn't fit the whole thing like the whole thing is it doesn't seem like this is working for them and Jeremy O'Harris's job is to remind us that like the, there's a reason why Zoya needs to be at this school um, and that bigger, she yeah there's a bigger picture yeah. for Zoya specifically mm-hmm. um yeah I I liked it I yeah. I think it was really cute that whole interaction it also like wasn't completely outside the realm of possibilities that Jeremy O'Harris would need to leave this meeting to go hang out with Harry Styles because yeah. they know each other. And I, I was so excited. I can't even, t- I like flailed. I was so excited because I had fully given up hope on my Harry Styles reference because Josh Safran, someone tweeted at him and said like, can you play a Harry Styles song? And he was like, I'm not a fan, sorry. Right. And I had given up hope. I had, I'd been like, I had given up Kiki hope. And I was like, I, <laughs> this is not going to happen for me. And then it happens and I lost my mind. I was so excited. I was, I was shocked, but like, Same. I, I felt like, Okay, so Josh definitely didn't write this episode. <laughs> no, he did not. But Given I, that I mean, he has he has a heavy hand in all of them. I do think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the references and stuff that they're able to slip in specifically, like I, it was just so nice. But it is sad to me that like we'll never hear a Harry Styles song on Gossip Girl. It's like it's it's really like makes me think, because Josh, it's, there's a taste level that I can really agree with when he's tweeting about like what his favorite Taylor Swift songs. And he says like, Holy ground and, and uh, cruel summer. And I'm like, yes, here we go. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh. I could see cruel summer on not this season because it's certainly not <laughs> the right time. Cool but summer. Like she really did that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's also talk about this all going to a legal defense fund for people going against Julian's dad. Nick is currently looking for a better paying job so he can afford the apartment. Like, I just feel like a lot of things are lining up. But then you find out that, like, maybe they're not actually because it's Cyrus Rose who's representing. The right, right. Now. They have they have adequate representation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, then things happen in episode 12. But it's like, yeah, he's not going to do that. Uh, also loved Monet saying Army Hammer running the buffet. I was like, oof, there it is, oh. there it is, there it is. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a, a solid like slip in there. Um, Army <clears throat> Hammer is, I think, one of the only people that has actually like fully been canceled, like without jail time for um, 
assault type things. But then you remember that like at the same time that all the assault stuff was coming out, it was like, uh, well, maybe not assault, but like, um, what's the what's the lesser one that's like sexual misconduct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that it was the cannibal stuff. Like he was not done in by the assault stuff. He was he was done it by the cannibal stuff. Right. And I think the reason why there were never charges brought against Army Hammer, this is definitely an aside, but um, there's there's the consensual aspect of it. Like it's mm-hmm. the fact that like he can he has this like background, a uh, backdrop of like everything was consensual. And it's yeah, there's kind a of possible hard deniability to, there. Right, right. There, there also for, is for Davis Calloway. Right, which is again the narrative he's uh, that Davis is certainly saying like if it was wrong, I didn't know it was wrong, yada yada. Um, but like when you're drugging someone, I mean, Army Hammer didn't have to drug anybody. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, unclear on if he was drugging people or if they were just getting really drunk. Like that's the thing that we don't know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so the I, Army Hammer just re- like really has that, and there, Army Hammer has all these text messages saying like like that these people are very willingly coming along and like it gets real weird with the whole like cannibal thing and like all the mannequins and shit but yeah army hammer is a wild ride that like i was excited to be a part of in real time like when those when that was all happening it was like a minute by minute thing that i was following i'm just like what the fuck is going on like it's out here on like reddit.com slash r slash army hammer like in the trenches (laughs) no it was like it was like on dumois and like it was there was a couple accounts that were like all posting at the same time i'm just like what because it was really late at night at least in central time that this was i mean it all happened within the span of like six to 12 hours and then obviously snowballed more from there but i'm just like this is Mm -hmm. wild um but back to the show i definitely agree (laughs) with audrey that like letting julian live in this delusion of like everything's going to be okay this party is going to be a great success is not awesome and zoya seems to be the one who's like really pushing um for like let's keep her in this bubble um because both audrey and luna suggest that they cancel the party mm-hmm. um i wonder if yeah, for zoya, zoya part of it is cool. like at least she's not forgiving her dad yeah but i mean and what's weird is like the, so they do switch the venue to dumbo hall and the whole point was like oh the proceeds well like the proceeds go to the bar like that's mm-hmm. suggesting that Dumbo Hall is going to hand over the money. And why would it they It seemed do- like they kind of did, though, that at least they, you know, that they were um, paying for the alcohol. Maybe, I don't know, you can probably pay for an open bar and then. Pro- yeah, yeah, I guess. Pay- if you pay for an open bar and people are paying for their drinks, then the money people are paying for their drinks can go Goes to Goes to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I got, I, because I was like. They made that switch over really quickly. I'm like, um, I don't feel like Dumbo Hall. And she's Hall. matching everything. Yeah, and she's going to match it all, which is cool. But it's great that, like, <laughs> Dumbo Hall can't really get any, like, press for this because it's like, why is a 17-year-old hosting this event with an open bar where she's matching right. the donations? Where we've like, openly talked about. <laughs> right, and, like, also that we've openly and discussed th- rescinding her, her uh, like membership and, and right. also and the, the whole thing allegation is, is like anyway 
and the allegation is that Davis Calloway got these women too drunk. So maybe it shouldn't right. have anything to do with alcohol. <laughs> right. The whole, well, and like, kind of like what Audrey said at the beginning, she's like, this all feels in very bad taste. It's like, yep. Even if you're donating she's the money, wrong. even if you're donating the money, it still feels bad. <laughs> Say what you want about Audrey. She's not wrong. Little rash ever. Pretty, pretty <laughs> rational on this one. Like, <laughs> I just love Audrey. Um, yeah. Uh, I was very, I literally said, are you fucking kidding me out loud though? When, when Jeremy O'Harris came back, I was like, they fully set this up appropriately, but I was still just shook to see it. Cause I thought it was going to be, ha- be someone having to do with like the, the Cyrus and Eleanor camp. Um, and I just like love all of the references that we've gotten so far. Like, I thought this was a very strong episode. Right. Um, I, I forget I that think- because we start off with talking about the teacher stuff, but yeah. Otherwise- <laughs> I did think it was weird that um, Julian and like Zoya is just supposed to be like okay with Julian and Obi dating like they come Mm -hmm. to the party as dates and Zoya like is cool with it I don't know that whole thing is just a bunch of bullshit but yeah I think part of it is probably that like Zoya and Obi was very quick it has Mm -hmm. not even been a full semester like we forget that so it's just unusual that the 14 year old's the mature one (laughs) She's 15 now, actually. Okay, 15. 15. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. 15. But, yeah. Okay, and what are your thoughts on the coral dress? I have to know. I mean, negative. It's so bad. My thoughts aren't good about, like, a lot of the stuff that Julian wears. But occasionally there's something that I'm like, oh, wow, knock it out of the park. Um, My, yeah, my feelings aren't good on, like a lot of the the formal dresses that she wears not good the day-to-day I like like the streetwear kind of stuff I enjoy and the makeup is always tough for me yeah I didn't feel like this dress was um like supposed to be formal and they were trying to make it for formal it was very like resort. resort yeah I was getting like resort vibes from it and um no it would just and it had like there was yeah. just nothing to it it was just like the shell of a dress that was like supposed to have some kind of like embroidery or something on it and it was just it was like unfinished yeah it it just didn't did not hit for me but i did like like the head chains those were really cool like of somebody like i preferred the chains to the jewels that we see later yeah the the, the head like the head necklace was better than yeah. the head like the jazzle situation that we got later on <laughs> right those looked like uh iron-ons <laughs> So, but yeah, the, yeah, the actual like jewelry, the, I think there mm. are, they are called like head chains, but like they're really, I thought those were really pretty. I think for somebody who doesn't have a lot of hair to work with, I think they give her a lot of jewelry situations that can be cool. But mm. yeah, um, don't like the jewels on the face or the head. I think those are. Yeah. It's a little, I mean, they're doing the whole euphoria thing, but like trying to make it gossip girl. Yeah, it's very like Coachella to me, and I'm just not into it. Mm-hmm. It's like Coachella, but make it Great Gatsby. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Julian seems uncomfy at the party with Obi on her arm. Uh, Luna and Monet try to keep the new allegations off of Julian's radar, like more women keep coming forward, and they just don't want Julian to know about it. At the party, everyone has realized that Jeremy O'Harris isn't coming, so Luna and Monet have to back up their backup plan. 
Luna invited the Julian stands, the Julians, if you will, but it all backfires because they've turned to. And to get them back, Julian tells everyone that Kiki designed her dress because she doesn't want them to think that it's off the rack. There was also a very funny line in this that says this might as well be an event for vitamin water, which is such a funny nod to the original show. Do you remember that party they had that was sponsored by vitamin water? I feel like that was like a very early 2000s stick that like yeah. early to mid aughts was very like vitamin water sponsored everything. It was like the X Games yeah, and was... Adele's concert series like it, they could sponsor and would sponsor anything. Yes. So if you remember the um, white party in the season two, episode one. Where they go to find um, Serena. What? And she's like, where they go to find Serena and she's like dating that guy. She's like in a full on relationship with an adult man. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, Serena the Tinsley went one, to, uh, yeah, I think Tinsley was there, but um, they go, it's the one where they're in the Hamptons. Okay, because there was okay. I'm thinking of the Nate remember is when dating Machen from Riverdale. Okay, okay, I know. Okay, I know which one it is now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, because there was a, there was that one where it was like the season premiere or something like that, where they go like upstate or something, and Serena's been living with some guy. Oh yeah, that's fully. That's like a later season that yeah. I don't even know. But this is the one where like Blair is dating Marcus. Yes. And okay. I know. I know. I think this is the Tinsley one. That's yeah, the Tinsley, Tinsley party. Was the show. Jenny yeah. shows up. She has her like short haircut. Yeah. Um, but she's still like preppy at this point. Anyway, that party, whoops, that party was sponsored by vitamin water. And I just thought it was a very funny like nod to the old show of like this thing that happened in 2008. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I caught it. Yeah. I, it Someone felt put like this in specifically and I'm the one who caught it. And that's just, I just want people to know that they can put these things in and I will notice. I feel like Lulu speaks to, speaks to you and I in different ways, but they're both perfectly pleasant. Who's Lulu? Uh, Luna. Oh, Luna. (laughs) Paps Blue Robert calls her that. So I've adopted it for her. Paps Blue Robert was funny. It was so funny. There was, there was a lot of funny stuff in, in episode 12 that I'm excited to get through. Mostly There's, because yeah, I remember there. it the best. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so Obi tries to comfort Julian at the party. Uh, she's found out about the other accusers. He suggests they get away from it all, but Julian knows it won't work because Davis is doing it currently. Um, Obi tries... Obi tells Julian he loves her, but it's not what Julian wants to hear right now. The party gets shut down because it's being promoted as a Jeremy O'Harris event. So Dumbo Hall is forced to shut it down. Luna flees and Julian blows up at Zoya. Yeah, this Obi Julian is is really like exactly what I needed to kind of get invested in them. And maybe I'm thinking also of like the the part where he's bringing her the snacks and everything. But like some of this stuff where you see like what Obi and Julian could possibly be is mm-hmm. like what you need to be like, okay, I got that little hit of dopamine of like seeing what they possibly could be like. So now every time like I now I'm hooked like now I want I want that to keep happening see I feel it very much the opposite like I'm feeling about them the way I felt about Aki and Audrey pretty much this whole time but like 
in these last three episodes, we see so much more of Aki and Audrey working together and like where they actually mm-hmm. can communicate for the most part. And I like them so much more. And Obi and Julian, it's just like, it's so clearly not gonna work for them right now. And like, and it bounces back and forth between episodes. And it's just like, okay, guys, do, do we have to make this a thing? Like, do we have to like commit you two to like, each other because it's just and I will I will always be on Julian's side because I feel like even in this episode she's like it's not right right now like this isn't our moment and then mm-hmm. like the next episode brings a whole nother shit show but it's like she basically tells him give me a, a minute and then yeah. we can like reconvene and Obi doesn't fucking do that so yeah Obi uh certainly does not it's interesting to me. He's very much like a serial dater. Like he can't not be dating someone. He's super codependent. Right. He's very codependent. But if you if you tried to like talk to him about it, he would think that he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's Julian, fully in love in two weeks. Yeah, I, I, totally. Julian moves from Zoya's to Audrey's and Zoya tells her dad that she lost her scholarship. And then come January, they are going to have to pay full tuition. So Audrey and Julian talk. Audrey's mad about Julian's selfishness. She's still upset about the dress because Julian was not supposed to tell anyone that it was Kiki's dress. Everyone is tired of helping Julian when they don't get anything from her in return. And Julian doesn't think that she should be having to deal with this, with everything else going on. So just keep going. Yeah, yeah, it goes for it. In the Sky Palace, uh, meanwhile, Lola stares wistfully out the window from the piano bench. It's very, like... One Republic music video. It's very dark um, she, also. <laughs> yeah. She tells Julian that Davis is gone. He broke up with her and left. And as the music swells to one final crescendo, Julian deletes her account. That's all we get. Yeah. So I took this as, so Davis is fleeing, which yeah. like. See ya. Yeah. See ya never, Davis. Don't let you, the door hit you. Right. Exactly. Leave some money and goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, which he, he doesn't plan ahead on the whole leaving money part, but that's fine. He, well, he and rectifies it, that. It surprises me that he goes on this CNN interview with Lola, and then like when he leaves, he doesn't take her with him. Yeah, that is strange, but I don't like none of it really makes that much sense to me. I'm not gonna lie. Right, I don't get the whole Lola and Davis thing because I guess he leaves her behind because he doesn't want to like. I don't he obvious it's pretty obvious that like Davis really isn't into this like long-term relationship with Lola like public long-term relationship and he was using the CNN interview to basically um like pretend like he's in he's a relationship guy but and it didn't work right and it didn't work and I I don't know I feel like Lola is definitely like collateral damage which is sad but it's sad but then you know she could also like she can put out a driver's license style ballad about her experience and she could become a superstar. So like, you know, the label said to never waste a crisis as Josh Bassett once said. Um, And, and that's what Lola is going to need to do. I agree. You're like, you're going to pretend that you don't know what I'm talking about. I know, Mike, I don't don't know who these people are, but like, (laughs) I mean, I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying. And I think those are great words of wisdom. I don't know who's saying them, but yeah. Okay. Josh Bassett's (laughs) the one who, who driver's license is about. And he came out with like three kind of response songs like this week. 
Um, so it's top of mind for me. Like Someone like who's been way, really following this. Wait, wait, wait. Race. He's he's the guy from High School Musical, the show, which I watched all of. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what his name was. Um, yeah, a little late, buddy. Yeah. Like, Do you think he auditioned for Obi? He could have. They're basically the same person. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see it. Yeah. I I think he's probably a little young. Like, I think he, like, looks younger than... I think he's probably... They're probably the same age. They're probably the same age, but I think he looks a little younger. Like, he... I don't know. Probably just because I've seen him next to, like, Olivia Rodrigo, who looks super young also. Give me just, you know, a quick, uh, quick, like... Okay, he's he's two years younger than than Eli Brown, but still. I mean, he fits the part better, like age-wise. Like he's actually closer in age, but I think we're definitely supposed to yeah, think of think Obi about, like, as him. looking older. I also just would not see chemistry between like him and uh, Jordan Alexander. I don't. I think that would be hard to see. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. I I it's think it's literally just the curly hair. That's the only thing that I think. Yeah, I couldn't see the chemistry between the two of them as, yeah, I, as much as I dislike Obi, I think that is one thing is that there is like that weird chemistry there uh, between him and Julian and him and Zoya too, when that was a thing, which I think, I feel like we're just going to pretend like that never happened moving forward. So I just, I don't know. I feel. I really feel like Zoya just does not need a man. Like I feel like she needs to. Well, I mean, it's basically it's and... basically Nate and 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 uh, Blair and Serena, like season one. You know, it's the Serena like hooking mm-hmm. up with Nate at the wedding and him being with Blair still. I guess like I mean, it's like that whole idea of like they're two best two people who are supposed to be really close to each other or trying to be close to each other after the same guy over it I think of it more as um Nate and Blair and Jenny okay because I think of I I mean because Zoya is like a similar age to what Jenny was and I think like Nate and Blair like I think there's history there but they're never going to be end game and I just think Julian has not found her Chuck yet yeah. I just don't see Obi and Julian being endgame for me. Oh, no. I don't see Zoya and Obi being endgame either. I don't know who Obi's getting going to be endgame with, but I, yeah, I think... It's certainly not Grace. Obi is, <laughs> Obi is definitely the Nate of this situation and that, like, neither of these girls are ending up with, with him. No. Where, like, and I don't know who Chuck's going to be yet, to be honest. Like, I don't know who that guy who julian's endgame guy is gonna be i mean the chuck is max but he's he's occupied anyway i don't see that happening hopefully (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of max here we go so audrey aki and max audrey posts a story in support of julian which is very nice of her and then at audrey's house kiki's designing a new line audrey hates it it's called self-caress by Catherine hope (laughs) it's horrifying (laughs) (laughs) Um, Audrey calls out a coral jumpsuit specifically. It's like the only thing that she likes out of the collection. 
Meanwhile, Max is MIA and Audrey doesn't like that she doesn't know why. Um, she wants him to hang out with them, so she calls. He's at home watching Tom and Jerry, even though he doesn't say that. <laughs> he says he's, you know, out partying somewhere. He tells Audrey about how booked he is, specifically dropping that he has a Hanukkah celebration to go to at Cyrus Rose's house. Um, Audrey is interested because Eleanor Waldorf, who's Cyrus's wife, obviously, is head of the CFDA, which, you know, that's quite a promotion for her. Max doesn't want to let Audrey and Kiki go to the dinner, but Audrey doesn't take no for an answer. He finally relents, but only he only says that Kiki can go, not Audrey. Timing-wise here, does this make sense knowing like when Hanukkah 2021 is falling after Thanksgiving? Maybe, like, does it make sense that the, I think Hanukkah started like the Monday after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I think it started last week. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. Knowing that, I guess it kind of. The three episodes of this timeline, like, make sense. Mm -hmm. I like that we have the whole Hanukkah celebration and we also have like the Christmas celebration in the next episode. Like, I like that they're like, that they're both included. And New Year's. Um, Yeah, and New Year's. But it's the, to me, the timing of like when the Thanksgiving is thinking about it, like, okay, that Thanksgiving dinner happens in episode seven and then episodes eight and nine, like that all happens over the course of a week. Like, does that make sense? Like Max hooking up with the ballerina, like all of those kinds of things that you have to fit in there. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a week of school in between. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. I think it fits. I mean. No, but there wouldn't be. There wasn't school in between Thanksgiving and the first day of Hanukkah. So this must be like a later Hanukkah situation because Thanksgiving okay. is the Thursday and then you aren't there on Friday and then blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me look up the. Yeah. It do we started ever November 28th. Yeah. So there wouldn't be school in between. So I don't know when, I guess it's, you know, mid Hanukkah that Max is like going up to Luna and saying that his like pipes are blocked or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause it could be December 6th is the last day of Hanukkah. So it could make sense. It's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. this weekend, basically. But think about if this is all happening in Hanukkah on the day before Thanksgiving, Obi told Zoya that he loved her. <laughs> but now he's fully in love with Julian. Yeah. Oh, God. We got to move on. But just something to think about. Like, I will make the official definitive, like, timeline of, of Gossip Girl season one. And we'll all just, you know, think about it. It's all, like, over a month. or No, well, I guess, like... Two and a half. Because oh, it's the first day of school. So it's a full yeah. semester. Yeah. But between like episodes six and seven, we, we have a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much was covered in the first, I guess, in the first six episodes as opposed to the last six episodes. I mean, because- it's true. It's a much longer, it's like two months versus one month, like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it kind of makes sense because the first two months of the semester is more like school type stuff. Like you have more school days and there's more time off on the second half. I don't know. And they also wanted to, maybe that's one of the reasons why they didn't stretch these episodes out. 
maybe that's why they did three and three. It was because like time-wise they happen over a shorter amount of time. Right, exactly. Anyway, Kiki is very impressive. She drops that she's 41. Um, I'm just very impressed by like all that Kiki has accomplished for a 41-year-old with a 17-year-old daughter. Like it's, she's, she's doing great. Oh yeah, she's awesome. I love her. She's such a star. Like, yeah, she is like, she's one of my favorite I mean it's like her and Gideon in terms of like favorite parents to track on this show I guess Nick but like maybe not even Nick anymore like I I just think I just like Kiki um I also love the line this is not Emily in Paris like I thought that was funny and I like them mentioning Emily in Paris because Emily in Paris mentioned Gossip Girl because they had oh they did yeah if you remember oh yes 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 yeah it had like the shade uh yeah okay these are all the things (laughs) these this is what I'm catching when I watch this show I'm like oh cute um yeah um yeah I yeah Laura Laura Benanti is wonderful I loved her on Younger and like she's a recurring character and like her character was not awesome but like Mm -hmm but also awesome. I don't so, remember her on Younger at all. She was Quinn. She was like the the person, uh, she had like the big company that came in and saved. We've had this conversation yeah. before. She's, she like looks she exactly the same. She looks exactly yeah. the same. Maybe you I didn't me, make it to that season. Yeah, um, she she's wonderful uh, mm-hmm. in this show. I think she's so cute, but I want to give, I'm going to add like a centimeter to her bangs, but that's about it. Okay, well. You know, every couple weeks. There you go. <laughs> um, so Aki gets a Gossip Girl post of his own. He, The guy he fought with, whose name is Isaiah, uh, found his secret TikTok account where he recreates old movie scenes, um, which is embarrassing as hell. And uh, he enlists Max to help get back at Isaiah. Um, Max isn't into it. He's not into anything uh, that has to do with Aki and Audrey. Um, he's tired of being used by them. and he. But Max also suggests Aki retaliate. But he also has him not to call him again. So uh, he tells him what to do, but he's also like, "Don't involve me." Right, exactly, which is understandable. Um, I think, you know, he's just he can't help himself. Um, but at at a basketball game, Obi and Aki get in a fight. That might be a copy and paste issue. Yeah. Um. So this is this this all happens because Aki and Obi had gotten into a fight uh, with this guy Isaiah um, at the basketball yeah. game previously. So Kiki gets the Eleanor Waldorf lowdown from Audrey, which is very uh, helpful for us more than Kiki, maybe. And it <laughs> ends up freaking uh, freaking Kiki out. So to ease Kiki's mind, she decides that she's just going to tag along because what does it matter that Max told me he didn't want me to? I'm just going to do it anyway. Max is pissed. Uh, he quickly leaves, but he doesn't say where he's going or for how long. And then at the Hanukkah dinner, Eleanor tries to set Gideon up with Micah, a documentary filmmaker. Uh, his current documentary is about kelp, which is, um, you know, maybe interesting to some, not to me. Fascinating. Then we get uh, the piece de resistance, I think, of this episode. We see Dorota, Vanya, and family also being guests at dinner. We also find out that Blair has been in Paris for the last year, which is um, interesting. She must be, she's doing the, the design thing in Paris. Zero mentions of Chuck Bass, if you notice. Like, no oh, yeah. mention of, like, she's in Paris with Chuck. Like, yeah, I think that's that has to be intentional. I think our call that Chuck has been canceled is like, if not in prison, is, mm-hmm. is he's gone the way of Army Hammer. Right, right. It's accurate. Um, yeah. 
I think it's not entirely impossible that like Chuck is no longer alive. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I mean, that's true. I yeah, if he's in prison, he may. I mean, yeah, if we're gonna venture to guess it, like if I'm gonna venture to guess that he's in prison, I don't think it's outlandish to guess that he's dead. Yeah, the thing they're gonna drop is like, oh, Blair's been in Paris for the past year because she's had to pick up the pieces after Chuck was mysteriously thrown off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Or yeah, she's mourning in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that for her. Uh, and then they also dropped that Cyrus is representing three of the Davis Calloway accusers. So there's more than three, um, but it only only being three is like, oof, okay. And then we find out that Dorota's daughter follows Julian on Instagram and they all talk about how hideous Julian's dress is that she's wearing to the party. And it's the one that oh, Kiki God, designed. So cringy. And Audrey panics and she calls Julian and begs her to not tell anyone that Kiki designed the dress. Um, I did love this portion. I thought that it was great to see Cyrus and Eleanor again. Um, although at the same time, I was really hoping that Gideon would not mention that he was seeing a Raul after their, <laughs> the marriage broke up. I was like, <laughs> don't mention Raul. Here we are. Like, don't do it. This is the um, moment that we keep it, this, keep it together, Gideon. That would have been a very funny like Easter egg scene though if he had said like oh I actually have been seeing someone his name was Raul and then you get like the face crack of the century from Eleanor like that would have been funny. Um, but no. <laughs> I I loved that whole like and the thing uh, and this is a, a Hanukkah thing but like the Thanksgiving's past uh, where uh, Blair would be like my you I feel like she used the term my gay dads a lot and I feel like Blair and uh Max could have like the cutest conversation very much like a Luna a Luna Max vibe that we get later on but like I feel like that Blair and Max conversation would be really cute I'd be here for it I agree I think that they I think they would get along like I think I think Max would have a lot of respect for Blair Waldorf totally totally yeah yeah I think it'd be I felt like I feel like this could have been a great time to get Leighton back on board but um she's busy guess that Adam Adam Brody and children I guess think I think children plus plus it would have been, no the thing that would be very <laughs> funny is like chuck bass is dead and now blair waldorf is married to seth cohen like that's the thing that would oh be my really God. funny <laughs> that they should mention yes. but no and then it's the awkward thing about like hmm maybe uh blair's new husband's dad is actually the secret father of obi's big sister hmm? like i i think it would have been fun it would have been so funny if like blair shows up in the middle of it and she's in full like black veil like she's just like literally in mourning for, for chuck and then she sits and like has this whole conversation about like growing up with gay dads with, with um well not growing up getting to high school post high school life with gay dads um and then divorce uh being a child of divorce with max i just i can see it so clearly i want it anyway but anyway it was very cute um i you have a note oh gideon's face when when cyrus says micah's favorite product he's like he loves the theater his favorite show is wicked gideon's face Who was it that said that their favorite show was Hamilton and the other one? And Zoya had like that moment where she was like, oh, because I think it's a similar situation. Right. I think she was talking to, she was with Obi, I think, when they were talking about it, Um, which like, 
They're great shows. Like Mike and I have the same taste in theater. Does he like yeah, Mean Girls the musical too? Right, right. But he, does he like Mean Girls too and Dear Evan Hansen, The Book of Mormon? They're all great. Like there's like, there, it doesn't have to be sophisticated for it to be fun. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's just the, like that's the level, you know, that's, Gideon doesn't really. Which like also there. means that like Cyrus doesn't really get it, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cyrus and I would be my best friends. Yeah, I did think I was like, oh, Micah, like, what a cutie! Like, I could see this working, but you quickly you realize, like, no, 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 there's there's no hope here. Right. I think Kelp sank the ship, but <laughs> as Kelp is wont to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I just it's like, either... I have the notes from from seeing Dorota's husband and and uh, Dorota. Did oh, we see Dorota's husband first in the background, and I was like, that's Vanya. And then you later on see Dorota. But once you see Vanya, you're kind of like, hmm, I think it's coming. Like, oh, I think yeah. I see them. And, yeah. And then when uh, Dorota says in Poland, women would handle it directly. I'm like, okay. Dorota mm-hmm. woke up and chose violence. And I love it for her. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think her children I also... do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vanya's, just... Vanya's the kind, gentle person. The kind, gentle Russian man. Mm-hmm. I do think like seeing seeing Dorota in 2021 is like you realize how weird that accent is and stuff like once she's in her plain clothes and all of that you're like oh yeah this was a weird situation but I it do, was I weird appreciate- that in even in like 2008 they were having their their housekeeper dress in a like French mm-hmm. maid's outfit <laughs> Yeah, that was weird for sure. Something um, no one ever you get noticed. The, until the now. contrast to that is like Rocky. Like, is that maybe Rocky's job? I don't really know exactly what Rocky's job is, but I feel like Rocky is more of the chef than anything else. Okay, that's fair. But also, like, do they need a chef when they're making those brioche croissants? Right, that's true. Yeah, because I because Rocky, yeah, I guess like Rocky is supposed to be like their house manager or something along those lines. But like, I can't see her as anything other than a chef because like I watched her on Top Chef so like I'm like she's a chef that's she doesn't do anything else really underutilized I will say Rocky yeah because she was she was wild on Top Chef she was great yeah um I also love uh Cyrus representing the accusers I think that that could uh, that's a bad sign for for Davis um you have a note saying, do we think this means we see Cyrus again? I don't. Like, I, I don't think either. this is kind of a one and done situation because I don't, we're not getting like a big trial and stuff of, right. I think it's like Davis is gone and blah, blah, blah. Right. I think, I think that, and we'll talk more about it later, but I think that prediction definitely is playing out as, as we for, as we foretold. Yeah, which I think it's it's all things that really we should have known. Like, there's a reason why. I did wise, know. Yeah, but there's a reason why, like, the the Sky Palace, for example, like, that is someone's actual home that they're filming mm-hmm. in. Like, that's a real apartment that's there. It's not a set. So I think, like, it doesn't make sense that they would be filming in the Sky Palace for five seasons or something when someone right. actually lives there. Like, mm-hmm. all of these different things where, like, they built out this giant set. Like, those kind of production-y things that if you think about, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to inform how the story goes. Especially right. during COVID. Like, I think it's crazy that they, that like someone actually let them film in their real apartment. Right. Well, and I think even like just from like, sure the plot, the, the fact that they 
I think it's very telling from like a plot standpoint too that they're writing Cyrus in as the representative of the accusers. I mean, that means, and the fact that we're getting Cyrus at in one ep, in you know, in episode ten means that we're not getting a try you know like these are things mm -hmm. that it's like we're telling you this now so don't be surprised when later on that you're not you yeah. know we know we're not seeing cyrus a bunch in season two so um i i personally think wallace sean just to get him on one episode is pretty big so mm -hmm. and it really was like wish fulfillment for me because i right. i remember being like i don't really need to see what nelly yuki no did I say that or did I say like oh my god yes I love seeing where the like tertiary characters are because I wanted to see the Nelly Yuki's I want to see the Cyruses like I want to know what these people are doing yeah I, and I think it fits and I think that they assign this like it's the writers assigning him as being the representative for the accusers is a nod to like let us know don't be disappointed further down where there's no resolution to this yeah fair which I is fine and i think it's an easy to it, but yeah but there's not going to be yeah there's not going to be like a big like we're we're giving this to cyrus to kind of like also make may, show how much money that cyrus has but like mm -hmm. and build that up like build up their like authority him and eleanor but like also i think it's still like hey heads up there's not going to be this isn't this is something that dies in season one hopefully you know like we're gonna wrap this up pretty well to where there's not going to be you know, we're not going to see Cyrus on the steps of a of a courthouse. Yeah. So true. Um. So Max is back at dinner, uh, just in time to to see if for Kiki to uh, to keep spiraling. Um. He missed all of dinner. He helps Audrey again, kind of when he get then gets a call from Aki, who needs to be rescued from an apartment security guard. I thought he was actually at the police station, but um, he's apparently at an apartment security. Yeah. Um. He was in apartment jail. Yeah. Uh, Aki tried to get back at Isaiah, but he failed. Roy shows up at dinner and sees Gideon with Micah. Uh, uninvited, clearly, yeah. Roy shows up. Uh, Eleanor is clearly team Gideon. She's pissed. Audrey puts on the hard sell for her mom, and it's not going well. Um, and Dorota's kids ruin it by telling everyone that she's dressed Julian for the party. Gideon and Roy defend her, but Eleanor doesn't buy it. Yeah, sad. I did like that Gideon and Roy went to bat for Kiki. Yeah, I thought that that was nice of them to Especially do. Especially considering, like, like, Roy, like, probably couldn't read the room very well in that, like, you're probably not the one that she wants defending you. But, like, Gideon mm -hmm. especially, that he was like, she's dressed me numerous times. Like, this isn't anything. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree there. I think it's nice that they, that they defend her. Because I was just feeling bad for her. Oh my god, yeah, she's just, and like, when you see her, like, eyes glass over, I, I like, oh god, I'm just like, oh no, Kiki, don't, like, let this be some, like, don't let this be a downturn for Kiki, like, I will never be okay with, like, letting Kiki downward spiral twice in one season, um, like, it's pretty hard to, like, have an overdose, oh, an overdose storyline and, like, come out looking so graceful, Mm -hmm. And she does it so well, so let's not ruin her in episode 10. <laughs> yeah, true. I just, it's, yeah, Kiki is is a really nice, like, addition to this show. And I do oh, like yeah. when we get healthy Kiki. Yeah. So Aki's plan was to steal Isaiah's jersey and feed it to Central Park Bears. 
not the best plan I've ever heard. Like also, know. like what kind of coverage is this gonna get? Like, do you think people like? Do we think that like your classmates are gonna be roaming through Central Park Zoo and it they're like, oh my sense. god, that's Isaiah's jersey? Yeah. Also, that's pr- I feel like that's like setting out balloons. You know, like you're potentially choking a bear that like mm-hmm. those bears are not only expensive but they're probably endangered so yeah it's not great um max is not impressed and neither am i so he comes mm-hmm. up with a better idea and he just calls isaiah's parents we don't find out exactly what he does yet but we will um and eleanor likes kiki's designs uh, they have a little conversation but she tells her that she isn't ready yet which is fair enough um, she relates to the meddling daughter, <laughs> as you would, um, but she advises Kiki to take some time to heal. I didn't know, like, we we knew that Blair was into all of the fashion-y stuff, but, like, what does Audrey want to do when she, Audrey grows up, you know? What are Audrey's hopes and dreams? I don't know. Again, Audrey because hopes, we don't... Hopes. We, <laughs> what, are, what are Audrey hopes hopes? Um, I think she... I don't know, because I just... I don't think we get she enough... Reads. We don't get a lot of development around Audrey independently, and I would love to see that. And uh, spoiler alert, we don't get it. Audrey's (laughs) Audrey's storyline for the season is either Julian or um, or Aki and Max. So, or her mom, right? Or her mom, which like we just don't get to know. She's like the one character because even Aki, we know that he likes skateboards and he even does like design kind of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. he's artistic and talented in those ways like we kind of get we get to know them all and what their hopes and dreams are I guess maybe not Max but um we don't know like what the future holds for Audrey and I think she's somebody who kind of deserves that a little bit she deserves more backstory and I also think like specifically it doesn't seem like Audrey's family has the kind of money where she doesn't have to think about it right right exactly I think maybe her dad like I don't think she has to worry about like paying for school because I think her dad covers a lot of that but I think her financial problems are like very focused on her mom like and she's not just gonna like move out and move in with her dad she's gonna stay with her mom no matter what yeah yeah I think that that's definitely part of it like you know Aki doesn't really need to think about it because his family is like has a bajillion dollars same with Obi Mm -hmm. but like with with uh Luna for example like we know she wants to be a stylist with Monet we know she wants to go into PR with Mm -hmm. um Julian it's the influence like with Zoya it's the playwriting but we just don't know like what that is for Audrey unless we do and we missed it right And, and we don't know for Max either because like Max it's like well, his dad does landscape design and then and then Gideon does theater uh, design and, yeah. and I think for Max it's like prostitute or something like I don't know right. what like, career we, like, literally, yeah we have no I'm idea kidding. between the two of them like I don't even know where I would guess dealer like I don't know what it is for Max yeah I could see Audrey maybe doing being like a fixer um being mm-hmm. like a going to like law school or something and being basically like like a, a fixer yeah. I don't know about Max. I mean, I could see her, like, writing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, like, a thriller writer or something, like a... No, she's not writing thrillers. She's writing, like, poetry. Eh, I, or, like... Essays. Yeah, even, like, journalist, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but... I think it's, like, something where she's gonna, like, dig a lot. Like, she, like, it would be, like, investigative stuff. I don't what know. she investigated? I, like, I, that's where, um... Like, she's always the one who's, like, trying to stay, like, a step ahead, I guess, 
in my opinion. Yeah. I just don't see her like going down the athleisure design route. No, no. Or like being like a mom. I could see that. Like being a mom, like a, a mom that swings, you know, like her being like with Aki kind of thing. Like, I think she's very maternal. So I just, yeah, I want to know like what, what she wants. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's, I need rounding out on Audrey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, Eleanor advises Kiki to take some time to heal. And then Max finds Gideon and Roy having an argument. Roy seems convinced that they'll get back together, but Gideon, not so much, which is interesting. Uh, Kiki thanks Audrey for pushing her out of her comfort zone. And then at the end of the night, back outside her apartment, Audrey takes the dress from Julian and locks her out. So Julian has nowhere to go but home. Yeah, and I thought um, Audrey makes a great point because she's fighting with Julian and Julian says, I was being, so Audrey is pissed that Julian name drops her mom's design, even though she specifically asked her not to, which like, it kind of sucks that like the reason you didn't want me to say your your mom was the designer was because everybody hates it. Um, it's like a little shitty, but like Julian says I was being humiliated and Audrey says, you mean you almost looked bad, which mm-hmm. is like kind of true. Like I think uh, Julian definitely is in a place where she's catastrophizing everything around her. Like everything is being done to her and it's all like she definitely – is giving it more um like she's making it seem a lot worse than maybe it actually is which like kind of begs the question how bad is this for julian you know because we're the whole thing seems terrible like from our perspective but that's also because it's julian's perspective and julian's like Mm -hmm. small circle of friends perspective yeah it's interesting i don't know it's it's I do think like this is very bad for Julian. Like this mm-hmm. ruins her search results. This ruins like her whole plan. Cause you remember the episode when like she had that conversation with Davis where she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna make my money from doing Instagram brand deals. Like right. no brand wants to touch her now. So what do you what do you do? Like Davis was right when he told her to have a backup plan. Like she's gonna need to go to school and get a real job if she can. Right. Which is like she still has the the money to presumably go to school. She has this like very privileged upbringing. Like this isn't like it's it's pretty terrible from Julian's perspective, but it's like is it that ter- like compared to I guess compared to like what Audrey's kind of been through this mm-hmm. season. Like it's like is it that terrible because like you have money, you have a backup like you still you're only 17. You can still go to school and like you could even rebuild your brand if you wanted to. Like realistically, mm-hmm. like if you go took on some, dancing with the stars, yeah, it would be okay. Exactly. You can you can rebuild. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, Reed, I think- so you've been publicly shamed like right. Like you can have like you it's pretty terrible but like there are certain you can rebuild from here and Mm -hmm. I think Julian's like really missing that um perspective which like she's 17 that's understandable yeah um there is a sad line that was like oof timing wise very sad where Gideon says he doesn't even know who Sondheim is about Micah and it's like oh like that's that's very very sad I bet Micah knows who Sondheim is now (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate, but yeah. Um, so uh, Max and Aki called Isaiah's parents and told him, um, told them that they had found steroids in his locker. Finally, Aki and Audrey show up at Max's, but he's not having it. 
again, um, he wants them to realize that they're both using him, not actually being friends or more, and he's done. Yeah, Max is done. That's all we got. So um, that's all the storyline for this episode. As far as the predictions list go, I got two more points. I got a point for Harry Styles and I got a point for TikTok. Olivia got uh, no new points, I think, unless they called something out and I missed it. I don't think so. Okay, sad. So now I think that's us tied. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I'm winning. Never mind. Whoops. Um, okay. Episode winner and loser. Who is your winner? Um, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... The winner, okay, I think the winner, because really, because uh, I just love her so much, it's going to be Kiki, because she definitely comes out of the episode, even though, like, things didn't go her way at the dinner, she, like, feels very invigorated and very, like, um, she, uh, I feel like we're supposed to be given the appearance that she feels healthy, she looks good, she's, you know, mm -hmm. ready to, like, dive back into her business, so I'm going to give it to Kiki, because I... I'm holding out hope for her. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe I give this one to Gideon because I think it's kind of a win for him, even though it probably doesn't feel like one to like have all these guys chasing him now. You know, he's got Raul, right. he's got Micah, he's got Roy now. Right. Um, even though he like kind of ends, ends things a little bit with Roy and like, you know, you get the divorce papers and all of that. I think that that's a new... I don't feel like he thinks episode, of that as an end. Sure. I think he thinks of that as like a new beginning. So I might right. say Gideon. As far as losers, um, it's it's thick competition this time around. <laughs> Everyone is a loser. Uh, Zoya lost her scholarship and then maybe lost her friendship with Jeremy O'Harris. I don't know. I, I feel like she she'll end up being fine. Yeah, I don't think, uh, from what we know from the next episode, the fact that she's name-dropping him with, with Shan, I, I think they're supposed to be okay. Don't know how, because it really seems like they wouldn't be, but, um, but yeah, she, I, I feel like it's, it's, um, I don't know, I'm reserving Julian because I think she's got, she's, we've not hit rock bottom with Julian yet. Um, I'm gonna say, um, I mean... I don't know. I Max, think I'm going to say Julian. Okay. I'm going to say Max just because Max seems like he, it's, I mean, I think also another person yeah. who hasn't hit rock bottom yet, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, maybe, I maybe, think okay, you can actually, say Roy too. I'll say, yeah, Roy, yeah, Roy um, I'm going to say Luna because she dipped out of that party real quick. So uh, yeah, she true. seems like she might be in free fall also. We'll see. Lots of losers here all around. Yeah. It's a big, Lots of losers. <laughs> so, okay, that's that's all we have. So if you, if you enjoyed this podcast, do a quick tab over to our Apple podcast page and rate us five stars. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review as well. We got some new reviews this week, which was very exciting. You you love to see it. Yeah. Um, and if you uh, uh, be sure to talk about our podcast with anybody who will listen. Uh, if you have any friends who watch the show, tell them about our show and everybody can listen and watch together. We'll just have like a big gossip girl group chat <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, 
GGGC via um, our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, then you can email us at your one and only source pod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at your one and only source pod. You can follow us there as well. Yay. All right. So next episode dropping soon. Be on the lookout. Bye. Bye.